0: hey everyone my name is danny casey and welcome to season two of danny c talking sports in this episode i'll be having a conversation with my friend alan zuck about the nba without further ado please welcome to the show
1: alan zuck how you doing man hey good man how's it going everything good yeah man everything's good man you yeah everything pretty good to me you know on break school's over watching some basketball like always
0: Oh yeah, basketball. All right. Well, yeah, well, that's what we're gonna talk about today. So Sweet. Let's, let's going. <laughs> All right. So first thing I want to know, though, man. Uh, what What are your favorite teams? Like in, so,
1: NBA? in the NBA, it will be uh, from the East. My favorite team in the league is the Seventy Sixers. After I finally broke away from the Knicks, it was like weaving a bad relationship. Uh, I just <laughs> I don't handle it anymore. Uh, and, I'm still you know,
0: struggling myself.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Uh, right. I mean, I'm happy for David Fisdale. Uh, he got a new job today at ESPN, so good for oh, him. Oh, he did he?
0: Okay, I didn't see that. Okay,
1: that's good. Yeah, so he's going to get paid by ESPN and the Knicks to talk crap about the Knicks. Uh, which pretty is much, classic yeah. Classic Knicks. Um, but I'm also, I grew up in PA for a lot of my summers and stuff, so it felt nice to have like, a team from there. And then I guess from the West, the Mavs, because when I started watching basketball, I kind of modeled the way I play after Dirk as a tall, lanky, skinny white dude who really didn't play much defense. <laughs> perfect for me. And that's great now because... And he's one of the KT greatest players ever. of
0: all time. So and That is help. true as
1: well. Our greatest <laughs> European player ever, despite what... Yeah. Skip Bayless one time argued that Mon was a better player, which is, let's not stop <laughs> it. Well, <that's... laughs>
0: well then, now they have two uh, new European players. One, modeling the game after Dirk, I guess you could say, somewhat. Maybe excelling it in Porzingis, Um And then they have Donkic who's probably their best player right now. And he's coming. I think
1: easily, yeah. I mean, other than the injury part where he's out for like another week or two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: I think he's going to come back sometime this week, though.
1: Yeah, uh, that's yeah. Man, because I'm playing the kid who has him in fantasy next week, so that's going to be a problem. Yeah, I, him, I, I have
0: him on my fantasy team, so, you know, I'm hoping he comes back sometime this week. So
1: <laughs> they, I got to take him right before I was going to take him, but it happens. Right. And... So that's awesome. Though, uh, at the beginning of the season, I thought he was probably going to be my choice for MVP. I think Giannis we, is kind of He's uh, that crazy. He was
0: your choice at the beginning of the season, and you know he's only in his second year.
1: That's insane. Like, but it's also you have to keep in mind that he's been playing with adults, grown men since he was sixteen. Right, so, and I'm seeing
0: that like he was in, you know, he was in the Euro League. And he was playing, yeah, right, like you said, with adults. And he's had some experience, maybe not in the NBA, but still professional basketball experience.
1: Yeah. Uh, somebody put up a picture online the other day of, like, when the uh, NBA stars went to Europe as, like, <laughs> an exhibition game. He, they were playing against his team. And it was, like, a very young Luca standing next to some NBA team. I think he was playing against the Celtics. It's like, this is insane. Like, this guy is 16. Now he's younger than we are. I think he's 20 putting up these incredible numbers and it's very different than somebody like Lonzo who's also I think his age but Lonzo played in college like most of these players he didn't get that rough grown-up mentality that experience that Luca did and I think it shows how much of a mature player Luca is relative to most of the people around his age in the league and he fits in that system with KP, especially because it's a system that worked before. With it's basically Steve Nash and Dirk 2.0. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I would argue that. Yeah, and I would just argue that KP is probably a much better defensive player than Dirk. Maybe oh, he's not doing sure. everything on offense. But. Well, he's,
0: he's, you know, he's more athletic and yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> You have to be worried about the health, right? The guy hasn't played mm-hmm. in, I think, at that point, it started dealing you know, the 18 months. He's been healthy relatively since I have him on my fantasy team, so that's good for me. Uh, and I think the biggest problem for him was he was kind of in the shadow of Luca. And I think Luca being absent has kind of let, given this uh, confidence boost. So he's been balling out for the last week and a half. And I think that now that he's kind of more comfortable showing that he can handle this, he's going to be able to fit a little better with Luca. So I think that's the best thing that can happen for that team. And the fact that they've been rolling on, like that team has been. On a tear, they beat the. They broke the streak for the the Bucks, Then they beat the Lakers.
0: 19 game winning streak, something like that.
1: Yeah, insane. I but mean, yeah. No, no, go go.
0: No, what were you gonna say?
1: No, just it's insane how that team. I personally feel like that team collapses without Giannis, and how much that one man has been able to carry that team in such a unbelievable fashion.
0: Yeah. No, I. I I completely agree, man. Like you're talking about the Bucks, right, Giannis? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like seriously, like Giannis is just doing his thing out there. He's coming up for like back-to-back MVP. He's he's just killing it out there, along with James Harden. I mean, it's really insane. And we got like really great players out there now. And also, like I mean, the you know Dallas is now 19 and 10. I kind of think of them as like the surprise team of the year, to be honest, because I didn't expect them to be this good. You know, especially mm-hmm. this early in the season. I don't know about you, but like, I know you're a fan of them. But, no, but I'm not I didn't know they were going to like just gel together just like that right away, you know, being like the third seed in the West. It's insane, man. Like, and I mean, even the Phoenix Suns are like an okay team. They're like the eighth seed. So it's kind of crazy, man.
1: I think a big part of it is because they've had this before with the Mavs, they've seen how these two types of players work together. Mm-hmm. And it's. They have Rick Carlisle I mean, yeah, Rick Carlisle is a coach. great coach. Great coach. And they just meld into the system. And it's these two guys. And like they look like they're having a fun time off the court and on the court. So it's nice to see that gelling of players. And that doesn't always happen. But they figured it out. And they figured it out quickly. And it's surprising that they're competing this well in this packed Western conference.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, so
1: also,
0: where, I think, do you, where do you see your Dallas Mavericks going?
1: I don't think they're going to win the chip or anything. I don't think it's are going. <laughs> yeah, it's too soon. Uh, give it yeah. another season. Let KP, I think, settle in a little bit more. Uh, Lisa's yeah, trying
0: to break in, you know, as, yeah, like, yeah. as a player, I feel like. You know, this is probably the right fit for him. Uh, he's having a pretty good year so far, so, like. You got to give him some props, and, you know, he was doing his thing without Donkic there, so, like, I think that was good that Domkic was outside, like, knowing that, like, he could take over and be that guy for a little bit. And, yeah, they just got to work well together on the court as they've been and just keep trying to win games, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Luka just got to polish up that defense a little bit. He's not a great defensive player, but other than that, that team in a few years can really do some damage if they keep those pieces together and maybe get one more.
0: Yeah, I just feel like they're missing one guy, and I don't think Tim Harvey Jr. is going to do it. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I don't think so. uh, Tim is weird because he's having games where he'll drop twenty. Yeah, he'll drop like and 25 the five three. and then drop like six the next game. Yeah. 25. That's, you know, I-, I dealt with that when
0: he was on the Knicks. Well, not really, actually. It would be a rare occasion. This has been more common when he's on the Dallas Mavericks now, so it's kind of interesting. Yeah,
1: you need a player like, let's say like a Lou Will, that you can come off the right. bench. Drop some buckets for you. Uh, the Jazz saw that for their team yesterday, and they got Jordan Clarkson to get them to help That was help off cool, of that. by
0: the way, for the Utah Jazz. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. It's not something crazy. Nobody's going to, it's not going to blow up the league, but it'll help them stay afloat. It's because get get to get up
0: for a little bit. That's another reason.
1: Yeah. But also, you have to keep in mind Mike Conley isn't the spread chicken tools. that he was before, yeah. right? He's not that young. He's an older dude. He still gets his 15 points and six Yeah, but six. he gets
0: hurt now, so that's another problem. Like, yeah, I think He's good to have, like, for that veteran leadership. But other than that, he's he's not the same player he once was, like you said.
1: Yeah, and it helps that you have uh, Donovan there.
0: Oh, Donovan is sure, like, he's doing thing up there. Another guy who was on my fantasy team was killing it. 30 points almost every other night. Like, he drop 25, 20. He's doing his thing.
1: Getting it's almost level with
0: assists.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely all-star this year. Has uh, to be. Sure. Uh, he's, not, he's in the
0: making of a superstar, though. Just the way he's been playing so far, it's really yeah.
1: phenomenal stuff. I, you can see in a few years he might be the best player in the league. Uh, he just needs to... Uh, I
0: definitely would argue that. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: I mean, just get a little bit more rebounds and assists, and you're there. Yeah. Uh, he reminds me of a little bit of... a. Younger Kawhi, like before Kawhi, like Kawhi was able to score, but Kawhi didn't have the passing ability he has now. He didn't have the – he had the rebounding capability.
0: Yeah, but he also has the athleticism, uh, Mitchell. That's yeah. another big part of this game. Kind of a- reminds me of like a – I like to say, even though Zach Levine playing really good right now, he's kind of like a better version of Zach Levine, I feel like.
1: Yeah, Zach Levine kind of surprised me. Zach Levine was always just, I'm going to dunk the ball. Yeah, I'm gonna now he's a on point
0: sports, shot. Then. He's doing all yeah. these,
1: these things. Now right? he's gonna, oh, yeah. Now I'm just going to drain 11 threes in one night. Right? Deal. Right? <laughs> like, oh, okay. Where, where was this when you were in Minnesota?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, but here's the thing. Players, navies feel like on, well, on different teams. Like, Navy, Porzingis, this is his team, Dallas. He's doing his thing. I mean, he'd had his good moments with the Knicks, but now he's breaking out with Dallas and these uh, other guys like Zach Levine, he's having a breakout uh, uh, career with um, the Bulls.
1: Yeah, I think the Bulls are actually not that far away from being a very solid team. I think they're like a season out from being the Heat of this year, where Kobe White is so close. He's just got to become a little bit more consistent with his scoring, where he yes. does the Tim There's Hardaway that- thing, where he'll drop twenty one night and then three points the next night mm-hmm. but he's so talented as a scorer that i just want to see him get the momentum he needs and just do great uh, i think that that team is also let's a lot let's not of- forget about
0: laurie him, though anyway, Laurie's
1: great. laurie just needs to kind of get back to what he was before he got injured yeah last year he had a pretty solid year he's uh, having a fine year this year too it's just i think that injury i think after that rookie year that he broke out in, he kind of slowed down a little bit, he needs to use that athleticism a little bit more as opposed to just stepping outside and trying to shoot. Mm-hmm. And that team is so close. A lot of teams in the league are so close. that, And that was my argument with the Knicks the whole ride. I still think the Knicks could have made an 8-for-7 seed. I have the
0: past few years, but they just somehow disappoint me and get around the last seed.
1: Needs but it. this year, it's different because, yeah, they've gotten blown out a few games. Whatever. That happens to every team. Unless they're the Hawks, where you get blown. No, out but every a lot of games
0: at the beginning of the year, they were really close against like these. Exactly. Teams. They just couldn't beat them. Like the, people are not like realizing that. Like we, I watched like all these games and just I've seen like so many heartbreaking games where they could have just beat these teams. There was two times where we could have beat the Boston Celtics. I mean, mm-hmm. and we just blew it. it. But the thing is, they just can't get it together in the fourth quarter. I don't know what it is. Yep. There's always just that one quarter, whether it's the third quarter or the fourth quarter. They just Somehow, just lose it and they just fall apart. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the coaching. I don't know if it's the po- whatever it is. The players, they just don't play well during those time periods. It's just insane, man. I don't know. Hopefully, the next figure out a way to get together. Now they have this new head coach, Mike Miller. Maybe they'll help him out. I mean, he'll help them out. And, um you know, I feel like they've been a little bit better so far with this new coach. So, I don't know. We'll well, see. They have
1: been, they definitely, they have been better. And, like you said, it's that fourth quarter. It's not like they're getting blown out every night. They're losing by within 10 like, points a lot of these guys. Yeah, games. within 10 – yeah. Sometimes they're having five. the lead. Yeah, <laughs> they're having the lead going into the fourth or they catch up in the fourth, make this huge comeback, and then they just can't play the last three minutes.
0: Yeah, they just – I don't know what it is. I really don't. It's insane. Like, I, I feel like, like I would you- be a better coach out there at times. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, or anybody really <laughs> anyone yes honestly like at this point I'm still confused why uh, they don't they ha- they didn't hire Mark Jackson I think
0: yeah Mark Jackson I don't know. a New he, York guy I think he just wants to stay with ESPN maybe you know maybe but like the guy
1: look I'm one of the people where I think Steve Kerr's a great coach but he got dealt a very
0: oh yeah good you got, hand got a very by good Mark hand. Jackson. Uh, he ha- he has a full house. He, he had a full house, I should say. And um, now but this is where you get to see his coaching. I mean, I understand his team fell apart this season, but they have some decent pieces in uh, Draymond Green, D'Angelo Russo, and this new kid, Eric Bascal, Bisho- I think I'm saying his name right or wrong. Yeah. But, okay. uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they have okay pieces where they don't have to be the worst team in the league. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like that comes to, with coaching. And maybe they could be playing better, but I don't know, man. You know, that's where you get to really see how a coach is with if they're dealt with that hand,
1: I feel like. Yeah, but it's also, like, I feel bad for Steve Kerr because the problem is your best player right now, other than D'Angelo, but you're probably not going to overexert D'Angelo. You're probably going to end up trading D'Angelo, and let's be honest. Uh, your best player, other than that, is Draymond Green, who I think has been exposed... Massively for not being that good when he doesn't have good pieces around him, Mm -hmm. and but you're lucky because you have Eric, and so the next year when Clay and Steph come back, or Steph might actually come back earlier, considering he wants to play for Team USA, get some practice in a little bit. He's not going to come back. I I'm betting on him coming back just because I want to pick him up in fantasy and then like just hold him on for like late
0: March. And exactly, at like the very
1: end of the season, just to like shoot around a little bit. Yeah. But you get those pieces, and you, Eric develops into a more rounded player. You're kind of back to where you were before KD went, before KD came, where you were this massive dominating team that was all well-rounded. You did lose a massive piece with Iguodala, where your defense just plummeted, especially on the perimeter. But you can get players like that back Let's be honest. You can get Iguodala back, but whatever. Yeah, they, I mean they could, but they're still there. Like people don't realize that you have the two greatest shooters of all time, arguably, on your team.
0: Yeah, I mean they really do.
1: <laughs> right. I'm. I'm also one of these weird people. I would take Clay over Steph because Clay just gives me a more well-rounded player because he plays defense better. Plays defense, but, yeah. But still, you have. The most dangerous perimeter shooters ever. You have a rising rookie, an Eric Pashel Pascal, however you want to pronounce it. Draymond plays good when he has the right pieces around him. You trade Delo for two very good young players or one solid defensive player, and you're back in it. You're there. Gosh. Your team, your team does need a little bit size, and I think that was always a problem with the Warriors. They were always a smaller team. Yep. So they're always getting destroyed on the rebounding.
0: Or they'll just get like a slow defensive rebounding center, Andrew Bogut.
1: That's exactly what i was
0: JaVale say. McGee, maybe, even though he's a little yeah. bit more athletic, but still.
1: Yep, exactly, right. Maybe you go get, like, somebody DeMarcus like a Larry Markkinen. <laughs> oh, or, well, or, 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 I don't know if you want Boogie, Boogie Cousins back on your no, team. No, I mean, butt. no, I'm
0: just saying that I was another <laughs> player that – No, that they had DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. He was another support guy that wasn't,
1: wasn't like, as big as he as he could have yeah. I was making the joke the other day. Like, if the Lakers win the championship, somebody in the Lakers organization is going to have to sit there and realize they have to pay Boogie Cousins a million dollars for the year. All <laughs> the money that it costs to produce the championship ring just for him to sit out because one, he threatened his girlfriend. Right. And because he's injured. What a useless waste of space. Well, yeah. whatever. Maybe he comes back. And but speaking of which, I'll get to the Lakers in a second. Uh, yeah, that Warriors team. Maybe go trade for like a Lori Markkinen, a big guy. Get you some rebounds. He's athletic. You can try to get a Kevin Love, maybe. Right, Kevin Love has been balling out this year for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I think they're
0: going to look to trade him eventually. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Even though yeah, they I mean, signed him like a couple years ago to a five year max deal. So,
1: yeah, isn't that something?
0: I kind of saw that coming eventually, though.
1: I mean, he wants to go to Portland. Makes sense, right? And he's a great team. fit for him.
0: I saw that and I was like, that would be perfect. That's what Portland needs. Uh, nice. Well, actually, I mean, I don't know. Unless they're training like Nurkic, which I mean, he's coming back from the injury sometime soon. I don't know. It really depends. I but do I feel think like, they have to stretch big out there. I think it'll be perfect for them.
1: Yeah, because right now you have three guys who can shoot. And yeah. you're kind of lacking See, that's the
0: thing there. about Melo. He's per- he has he's the perfect fit for them. Like I feel like, you know, he Thunder and the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Houston Rockets didn't work after them for him. And but now with Portland because they're both two ball dominant scorers and so is Melo, but they're willing to pass to each other and let let each other get, you know, their 20 25 points, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why they're willing to it, it make it work. and they have been so far, and that's why they've been winning games.
1: Look, they got mellow for nothing. and he had all ceiling from there, right. And he's doing enough to help that team stay afloat. Yeah, uh, but you do need another big, right. Hassan Whiteside is awesome, but he's, he's been not, so far. Yeah, but he's not gonna get you. He's going to play solid defense, but it's only one guy. I think it's three not gonna...
0: blocks, but yeah, I see what you're saying.
1: You're not running out Hassan Whiteside for 48 minutes a night, right? No. You, you need somebody there to help him carry the load. Well, so they're,
0: they're not trying to risk injury like they do with uh, Nurkic, even exactly. though it wasn't really much of a risk. He just got hurt.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, it happens, but it's you just need another big to hold down that paint because yeah. you're solid on the perimeter. Uh, CJ McCollum and... Damian are decent defenders. Mello isn't playing any defense, let's be honest. But you can handle it because you're He's such He's actually a high playing some
0: defense. He's been getting some steals and blocks as of lately.
1: So, yeah, but you're not running out Melo. Like, okay, we need the defensive stop of the year right here. You're not running out Melo. Melo's mm-hmm. solid for your rebound, right? Melo Mello has proven that, despite I've never been a big Melo guy, but the argument that there are 30 teams in the league and none of them have a spot for a guy like Melo. Like, there aren't people much worse than Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, I mean, he's
0: really Melo is better than, like, almost half the league.
1: He yeah. absolutely is. And he's proving it this year. And that's so nice to see a guy like him getting that chance again. Yeah. Especially I, after yeah, he was, how he was treated. hmm But I think this year has also kind of been the year of Hey, look, that guy was old and washed up, and now he's kind of balling out again. Obviously, you have Melo, right? People thought he was washed up. Kevin Love, all the injury things, he's averaging, I think, like 16 and 12 this year. Fantastic. And then, of course, the most quote-unquote washed player of last year, LeBron James, as some people call him, is arguably MVP this year. We're putting up numbers up there which helps because, of course, he's got AD now, so he has somebody to help him carry the load. Mm. But LeBron has proven he is the best player in the world.
0: So, actually, okay. let's get into that because, you know, you said that LeBron's up for MVP so, long way I feel like, Anthony Davis. Uh, who yep. do you have for MVP so far? Like, I who the top th- three it. candidates? And then let's get to your number one. Let's start from three to one.
1: Ooh, three... I mean, my two and three are kind of interchangeable. I still think you can argue it's Luca, and he's still there. Despite the injury, he'll be back. He's missing a few games. It happens. And LeBron. And then my number one would be Giannis, because he's putting up the most obscene numbers I have ever seen in my lifetime in a single season. Uh, the fact that the guy learns to shoot is the scariest thing in the world. He is 6'11". literally had,
0: like, four threes the other night. I think it was against the Knicks.
1: I think four against the Knicks. He had five against the Lakers, uh, career high. Uh, The guy is shooting, I think, 70% in the paint, which is absurd. Mm -hmm. He's a defensive juggernaut. He moves like a prime LeBron with the size of Kevin Durant, like, height, and the strength of, like, a Shaq. Obviously yeah. not as strong as Shaq, but he's a massive dude. It's all muscle. It's absurd that, that it's a human being. A human being can accomplish that. But it also comes down to, it's fitting, because I think a uh, relatable person to him would be kind of like Kevin Garnett. Right. That KG said, "There's most people in the league today don't have that drive that they had when he played, except Giannis. Because you hear all the stories about Giannis in the gym in the summer. The only people he trained with are his brothers. He doesn't mess around with anybody on other teams. He doesn't care about people on other teams. He is there to win. He is there to be the best player in the world, and he's accomplished that last year. You can make all the arguments you want, yes. He got exposed a little bit in the finals. Uh, Kawhi locked him down. He didn't have the three-ball shot. He was an inconsistent shooter. But now he you not have he's... a guy like
0: Kawhi in his way, you know?
1: He doesn't have Kawhi in his way. He... This is working on that nice shot. to like,
0: get to the finals, beat a team like the 76ers, who are probably going to be in the conference finals along with the Bucks, And, yeah, man, get to the finals look, and do his thing.
1: Look, man, I I don't want – obviously, I don't want him to beat the 76ers, but Ben Simmons needs to do what uh, Giannis does. Just shoot. I don't care if you take three, three shots or uh, 3, three, just three, three just to game. You know, learn how to shoot. Giannis
0: sure. is actually making a consistent three-pointer now. Somewhat. Exactly. Exactly. And because said, he
1: just shot.
0: I mean, his coach literally is asking him to shoot at least one three-pointer a game out there. One, at least one, whether he makes it or not. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's pretty interesting, you know, coming from a coach. He, like, you want him to at least shoot just one three-pointer. Just, to, like, build his confidence up. And I think that's a yeah. uh, nice part.
1: Yeah, I, well, that's my other problem. I don't think Brett Brown is doing a great job as a coach. You say you want him to shoot one three. You're the coach. Draw a place for this guy to shoot a three. He's yeah. obviously afraid. The fact I that think you he have... at least hit
0: them in the corners. I mean, he's shown that in two threes that he's hit so far. So,
1: and those, those were beautiful 3 let Let's not overlook. They didn't His bounce first around the the Three hundred and
0: eighty-eight was of course against the Knicks.
1: Just... Oh
0: yeah, I <laughs> remember. I mean, seriously, right. it was he was wide open, but like, come on.
1: Put like look, in the middle. He's second... always wide open. I remember last year some... yeah, I remember the second... somebody uh, analyzing the LeBron's defense against uh, the 76ers. LeBron, who's close with Ben, their good friend, just did the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. He just ran all the way back to the paint. Ben <laughs> had miles of room. Yeah, Miles! And he didn't shoot. He passed it off. Like, dude, the fact that you have Joel play like Ben, and Ben plays like Joel, where jo- Ben will run into the paint, he'll try to body people, and Joel will try to step outside a little bit and shoot. Dude, you're not that great of a shooter. You can do it. Don't get me wrong, Joel. But you are a monster in the paint. You can bully people around the world. Go body people. Bully them. Drop it in. And then just shoot. I don't care if you're a 25% shooter this year. Just do it. They just have to learn how to play together.
0: But they both, they both clog up the paint. But if they once they figure it out, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, that team lost
1: a lot. Honestly, by losing Jimmy Butler, and I feel like they
0: gained with J- Josh Richardson, who's a solid player.
1: They did, but you can't deny how much facing they oh, lost I mean, with. Yeah, for sure. JJ. But Jimmy Butler just didn't
0: work for that team, so that's
1: yeah. And the defensive and just mentality of Jimmy Butler is huge, and I think that's a huge reason why the Heat are just blowing up this year. Yeah, Jimmy Butler. I mean, yeah, the Heat
0: are really something special this year. I didn't. They were another surprise team. Actually, yeah, they. Take back what I said in Dallas Mavericks. Miami Heat are my surprise team of the year. Oh, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Uh, it's a team where you have a bunch of players that on their own don't really amount to too much. But when you put them all together, they all click. Yeah. It's all the right You has got a
0: lot of solid role players. They're just doing their thing with 3 point shooters out there. Duncan Robinson. I mean, he was like a nobody last year. Now he's a, somebody worth talking about. <laughs> he was, and he's a second-year player, and he's hitting threes. I mean, it's crazy, man.
1: Yep, you got a solid rookie in Tyler Hero. Tyler oh, Hero, Abadio's doing his thing out there. Kendrick Nunn hey. could be
0: rookie of the year.
1: Yep, Kendrick Nunn, that's great, right? Like you have two rookies who are exploding. Yeah. For you. Led by this guy, Jimmy Butler, who has this old school "I just want to win" mentality, and I'm going to tell you if you're not doing something right. And then Bam. The
0: season, loses. I thought it was "I just want my money" mentality. I'm not going to lie to you about that. <laughs> yep,
1: absolutely. I thought the same exact thing. And he's kind of just gone out there and, hey, I'm fitting in here. I'm having a great time in Miami. You have Eric Spoelstra, who's kind of proving I wasn't just a guy who stood on LeBron's team and let him coach. Uh, He knows what he's doing. And obviously, Pat Riley, as your owner, is always a good thing.
0: Yeah. So um, for my MVPs, though, to get back to the topic, I'm going to. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no problem. I'm just gonna say quickly. I have Davis, and I guess Harden for three, either or. Second, I would have Doncic and LeBron, and then first will be a Giannis. I agree. agree So your
1: top five?
0: No, I I, it's between those two. Like for Yeah, yeah, so I'm like it's a mixed bag. So it's that's my. Yeah,
1: my it's like eight,
0: Davis or Harding for three. I don't know which one. Yeah, Doncic or O'Brien, it's really close, and then of course, Giannis.
1: Yeah, I think the problem with the reason that AD and LeBron won't win, I think the voters are going to be like, Well, they did that because they had the other one on their team, they're going to kind of like sing votes yeah. against each other. Uh, my own, I'm not a big Harding guy, I think. It's impressive that you're scoring 40 a night. That's why he's like my number
0: three. Like, I don't have, like, I didn't think he deserved it last year. And I still don't think he deserved it this year, even though he improved yeah. his points per game by like a couple. Cause he's not, I mean, his team is winning at, and his team was winning last year. But I feel like he's still not at that
1: MVP level where I could really respect him. I feel like. Yeah, look, he's a great playmaker. He's an elite level scorer, maybe the best we've seen in our lifetime. Even though I would argue KD's a better scorer, but that's another conversation. It's just, it's not impressive when you drop, like, I think he dropped like 60 something on 40 something shots. Like, dude, you drop. That's, that's, are, that's, that's issue.
0: Like, yeah. I mean, his low percentages are just, I feel like not doing it for me.
1: Dude, sorry. I actually it was 40, I remember it was 49 points, I believe, on 41 shots. That's not impressive. That's pretty sad, actually. Like, dude, you're just chucking up shots at some point. And look, don't yep. get me wrong. The 60 points in three quarters was incredible. It was the highest percentage of anybody in history, I believe, to get that many points in that time on that many shots. Awesome. <laughs> do that. Go go, do that. Because you're not playing defense. So that's. I mean, sure, you get some steals. You're a decent defender. You're better than somebody like Luca, And you've improved significantly from a few years ago. But you're not shooting high percentage shots and the other problem is the other the next best guy on your team is probably the the most confusing shooter in the history of basketball where Russ will just chuck up shots when he's like oh like remember that play when he ran around like eight different guys on the court and just threw it out of bounds (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) and Mike D'Antoni who I also don't think is a good coach has said oh yeah with Russ we just kind of let him do what he wants to do yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean you yeah. let him do what
0: he wants to do? I mean, he's a he's one coach of the year before with the Phoenix Suns, and maybe that was just because it was a better team, you know, like with Nash and Amari. And he's an offensive-minded yeah. coach, so you think this type of team would be perfect for him to coach, but honestly, he's just letting them, like you said, do whatever they want with the three-point yeah. shots and everything. They take the most 3 you know, like shots every year.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's clear why. It's It's shocking that That's a stack. considering the Warriors have the best three-point shooters in the world. Yeah. But also, like, it's that offensive-minded mentality where, yeah, it's great for 82 games, but what happens when your best player in the world can't, on your team or at least, can't do that when it only matters? What happens in the playoffs when James can't score, when James shuts down, right? Like, that's what separates the great players from the elite players.
0: But I think if, if Westbrook hard to figure out how to play with each other on the at the same time and dominate, I think you know they could have a shot to maybe make it to the conference final somehow. Like I feel like they have a, a decent enough team with Kampela and these other role players. They just got to figure out how to play with each other, play together. I mean, on the at the same
1: time. Yeah, but it's also like time is running out, and it's not going to get any easier, right? I don't. I don't see a world where we don't see a Los Angeles Finals this year.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So let's get into that, actually. Um, I want to know, like, what are your final predictions? Like, who do you think is going to win it? Uh... Who do you think is going to win it, I guess you could say? Hmm. I think... From both sides. Who's coming out of the East? Who's coming out of the West? And who's taking it?
1: For me, the West is the hard. I think... Now that the Raptors, even though the Raptors are somehow doing incredibly well without Kawhi those past And they're doing
0: pretty okay without Siakam right now and he's hurt.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's incredible how that team is going on. I think Nick Nurse deserves all the credit for that.
0: Oh yeah. I mean he's probably gonna be up for a coach of the year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I still think Giannis is on a is a man. I think he won it last
0: year too, Nick Nurse.
1: Nick Nurse, I think it was, uh, wasn't it Mike Budenholzer for uh, oh, no. the buck? Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm not yeah, sure, actually.
0: Maybe it was. Yeah. I think it was,
1: yeah. Yeah. Still, Nick Nurse deserves it. Uh, Nick Nurse was incredible. But except that one finals game where he called a timeout, gave uh a bunch of players time to rest, and then he kind of fell apart. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but. So who's coming out of I still think it's the Bucks. I think Giannis is a man possessed. I think that team works well with him at the core. I don't see another person that he's stopping Giannis. I, I just don't. Maybe if the 76ers can wake up, we can do something, but not necessarily the case so far. The West is where it gets hard because LeBron James, I have never seen somebody in my life play better in a stretch of games than LeBron in the finals. The man is the greatest player in the world in the finals.
0: A yeah, man possessed with Giannis. He is a man possessed in the finals. I give you that. You can bring up the
1: record? Sure. Let's not forget the fact that his teams were nowhere near as good as the opposing teams most of those years. I mean, literally, like yeah, one, of, one of those
0: years in the finals is like second best player or third best player was like Jr. Smith.
1: Yeah, like, relax. Or the fact that, or the first time he made it with Anderson Barajara, probably his second-best player? Like, let's relax.
0: Or what's his name? I forgot to say. Zadrunas
1: Ilagauskas. Yeah. I love Zadrunas Ilagauskas. Uh, but now he's got AD, obviously. And AD, in the two uh, playoff appearances he's had, balled out. Yeah. I think he had, like, 30 and 14 one year.
0: Yeah, but he, just, I think he lost in, like, five games, and that, that
1: was that. Yeah. But also, you're playing on the Pelicans, which... You know. And he was going against the Spurs. So. Yeah, like you're not gonna beat that that Dynasty Spurs team. Yeah. I mean it's if
0: ATC the- is healthy and they both make it work, I think they have a shot at the finals.
1: Yeah, it's just it's the depth question. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you're Dwight Howard is putting up solid numbers for you, right? he's a great sign for you yeah. guys. Sure. JaVale is helping him out. Uh, KCP, aside from those first like two weeks where he had like two points or whatever, has put up a very solid string of games the last few weeks. Uh, Rajon Rondo is back. Great. It's just, you don't nearly have the depth that the Clippers have, where, yeah, you have Kawhi and Paul George, but then you have Montrez Harrell. You have Lou Will. You have Zubac. And you have all these young guys who can give you resting minutes off the bench to help your main guys settle down. And it's so convenient when your second string is led by Lou Will, a great scorer, a guy who can drop just as many points as Kawhi and Paul George on any night. The Lakers don't have that, and they don't have that ability to spread out their team and their minutes. So you're going to have to give LeBron and AD a lot of the workload. If they can handle it, the Lakers got this. It. It's just can they? Is the real question.
0: Yeah, yeah, man.
1: Um, so who do you have coming out of the West? Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot. I'll give it to the Clippers. I think it's the Clippers did everything they needed to the season because right now, like, they don't have the best record. Because I mean, I agree with
0: you on uh, uh, in both the, your outcomes, Bucks and
1: Clippers. Yeah, I I think Kawhi is getting load managed now. He's obviously not going to get load managed in the finals, right? He will play every game, every minute he needs to play, and he'll prove that he's still arguably maybe the best player in the world, depending on who you ask. So, yeah, I still think it's the Lakers. I, I'm Sorry, I think it's the Clippers, bucks finals, like you said.
0: And who do you think is going to come out as uh, champ?
1: Uh, If that's the case, I will give it to the Clippers. I, I, I just don't see the Bucks having that depth beyond Giannis.
0: Yeah, I agree with you once again. <laughs> it would probably maybe be a seven-game series, which would be awesome to see. So, I don't know. We'll see, man.
1: Yeah, I hate uh, series that go short. Like, give me more basketball. Yeah, man. Don't cut me short. I mean, that,
0: that should be a seven-game series, though, if we're yeah. being honest here.
1: I mean, look, I, I don't think Giannis is going to have the trouble he had against Kawhi again. But, like, Chris Middleton isn't doing as well as he did last year. Uh, They lost Brogdon, which is a massive loss for them, especially how well he's playing this year. But Giannis is just unbelievable. Yeah. But it's also – you can't – Giannis can't take down – that two-headed monster of Kawhi and Paul George.
0: Yeah, if they got it going, yeah, man. <laughs> I don't see them coming out on top of uh, the Bucks.
1: Yeah, it, it's unfortunate, but, you know, Giannis...
0: No, we will see.
1: It's we- also interesting, What do you think Giannis is going to end up going after uh, his contract expires?
0: I, that's a really good question, and I, you know, A lot of people, these delusional fans for the Knicks think that they're, he's coming here, and I, I don't think that's happening. So, uh, I don't know. He's probably going to resign with the Bucks. I feel like he's going to be a loyal guy. But now with the Steelers, it's like you don't know where any of these players are going to go. And if the Bucs are still – they still have that core team, and if they even have won the finals within those two years, that right before his contract expires, I mean – You'll, I uh, mean, he might say he might say, or he uh, just I, no. I
1: agree. I agree. I agree that he looks like that type of guy where I don't want another player. When the history books are written, I want to be uh, the guy who brought Milwaukee a championship, not me and somebody else brought Milwaukee a championship. Right, right. <laughs> and also, I really think the key to Giannis isn't even the championships. I think whatever team is willing to sign his brothers. And Giannis can play with his family, like that's a big thing for the guy. But right? like, Tanashev is on that team; he does not get any play. But Tanashev is on the Bucks because Giannis wants him there, and they know we're gonna keep the brother here because we want to keep Giannis as happy as possible. Hmm. That's definitely why the Lakers signed the other brother. I don't see what the other Bronson Kukoc is doing. Like, yeah, waiting was, for LeBron.
0: Okay, he had like this b- nice dunk against the Knicks the other day. <laughs>
1: Of course, of course,
0: against the Knicks. I know, it always happens against the Knicks. <laughs> always. But, yeah,
1: I, I think it's Giannis' world for the next few years, and whatever yeah, he, he wants he, on his team is what he's the
0: next to, like, come up, like, big superstar player. I mean, he's already, you know, up, up there, and he's just, yeah. He's like, you know, how we have, like, LeBron James and that Andy Davis. He's that player to, like, now that we have for the rest of, you know, the next 10 years. So yeah. But yeah.
1: it's scary to think that he can be better than LeBron, mm. which is terrifying considering he he's LeBron just with three inches added.
0: Yeah, and he just needs to win championships and then we'll start having those kind of conversations. Maybe, of
1: course. Right. I think the conversation of championships always come into play. I don't think it's the end all be all conversation. Right. I don't think that because you have the most championships, you're the best player. I think it's good I, 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 do.
0: I don't think that's the case. And, uh, you know, he uh, needs to start keep putting up producing numbers, uh, his consistent numbers, as he's <laughs> been doing the past couple of years, win championships. And yeah, then I feel like we have the conversation. You've already won MVPs, so you just got to keep it going.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't want him to. I really hope he doesn't become that player that the greatest player to never win a championship. Um, I mean, but... yeah,
0: that could happen.
1: It could. I don't think he'll ever let that happen. It, it, I believe that there's a will, there's a way, and Giannis will move planets to make sure he gets a championship at the end of the day. I don't think he cares about the MVP nearly as much as he cares about winning a championship. Mm. Yeah. Which is the type of guy I like to have on my team. All right. It's not about you, it's about the team and what we can do together. Look, the guy's 25. He has at least 10 more years left.
0: Yeah, he. I mean, yeah, he just, yeah, like, you got to keep it going. Be consistent like LeBron has been. And, yeah, man, he could do it. And he just needs to win that chip.
1: Yeah, but it's also like, dude, the guy had an amazing season last year, right? Yeah. You expect, like, another amazing season this year. <laughs> even better. Like, miles better mm. if you look at the statistics. Like, how? I know, it's how crazy. Yeah it, yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know it's the freak of nature. there's a reason they call him the Greek freak,
0: yep, yeah, that's why he has the name yeah all nice. right man i I really do appreciate you having me. Uh, having, I having re- yeah <laughs> I really <laughs> appreciate you being on my podcast and um yeah, anything else nice you uh
1: no, I mean, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for letting me come on and talk some basketball. It's been nice having to talk to somebody. Being able to talk to some basketball with somebody who actually knows what they're talking about, yeah. Uh, I know. A lot of my friends make. That's some why I got you on wild claims. <laughs> I have, yeah. Some of the other people I talk to make some ridiculous claims that I cannot fathom. But I'm yeah. glad that we can see eye to eye on many of these.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. I definitely have you on a future episode. Love to come you back. are Thanks. my first uh, guest of the new season. So uh, let's go. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs>
1: All so uh,
0: right, uphill for me, I promise. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's that's the plan. Thanks for listening to this episode. Please make sure you rate, comment, or subscribe, and share with a friend. And also, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Danny K Sports. That's D A N N Y C A C E S P O R T S. See you in the next one.